Hey, yo, Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what time it is. Guess what day it is. My birthday. Yes, motherfucker. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. Wait, wait. That don't feel right. That don't feel right. Wait a minute. I, I got a better song. Hey, yo, Mike, you the VIP. You get the first slice of the P.I.E. So blow out your candles and make a wish. You know why? Because it's your birthday, bitch. <laughs> ah, that feels better. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It wouldn't be your birthday if, if, if I didn't pull up. You know, <laughs> welcome back, Mike, by the way, for another glorious birthday. Nigga, we getting old, and you know, I told the people you almost didn't make it. So I know you really been anxious to share this experience, man. Like with this fucking COVID, like you really went through that shit. You went through the the fucking COVID 1.0. That that bad motherfucker that that was fucking taking people out, son. So I mean, people say it's not real out there. I mean, I mean, may I making this my little PSA? I still wear my mask. I feel weird about it, but fuck. Hearing that shit from you was just an affirmation. Yeah, man, I still need to be careful. And, uh, you know, that's that's all I got to say, man. But you you, you tell 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 us what, what the fuck was that like, man? Like, the Rona. Man, at first, man, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was shivering. I was... I had cold spells, and I had a fever, it was 103 and shit, and they fucking told me I had COVID, and next thing I know, I'm in the hospital, and so, like, I'm laying in the hospital, I got this little tube thing, that I'm spitting it because of the cold that's in my my throat from the COVID and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, I start feeling bad. Then I start throwing up. And and I threw up on myself. And it was just weird. Then next thing I know, bro, I blacked out. And at some point during my blackout, I flatlined. My heart stopped beating. And they had to stick a tube down my throat to help me breathe. And they had to put, I guess they had to put me in an abuse coma to get me to get up. Uh, uh, whatever, I don't even know. But all I remember is waking up is them telling me I have to wake up and telling me to open my eyes and I'm up there like you know how your eyes roll in the back of your head I'm doing that seeing people and I see this tube in my mouth I can't feel it but I know it's there and it's like that's crazy yo like I mean you really live that shit out and live to tell about it, you know, because I've heard that often people who go on the tube don't come off, you know, but that's 
a self-determination and, and I think you mentioned a, a staffer, one of the nurses was real attentive to make sure like we not letting this one go. Oh yeah, like the nurse and the nurse knew something was wrong and nobody was really like paying attention to me like that. But that nurse was paying attention to the point where it was like he was like we need to get somebody to help him and he was talking to my sister and she was like, don't worry, I'm going to get people to come up here and help me watch in the next five minutes. Next two minutes, I'm going to be rushing up here to help him. And I tell you, two minutes later, people was rushing in the ICU to help me. And I was like, I literally was dying, man. Like, I, my heart stopped beating. They had to bring me back to life. Yeah, COVID almost I, took you out. I mean, it like I you were was, legally, I was literally dead. legally dead. So I was literally dead. And I ain't gonna lie, man. I mean, I don't speak on this kind of stuff a lot just because it's my own faith and I don't try to push that off on people. Uh, God really like was looking after me, bro, because I I don't know how I made like I know how I made it through by the grace of God, but like I don't know how I was strong enough to flatline and come back as fast as I did. And then still had this, and then came back, and I was strong like it never even happened. Yeah, it wasn't your time, you know. Just like they say, when it's your time, it's your time, you know. I mean, I I can recall. And it's not even. This is not even the first time God has 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 uh, saved me like this. I got into a bad that bad car accident. And right. I didn't have a scratch on me. And that wasn't that long after. That wasn't that long ago. So he saved me twice. I'm going to say back to back. Right. <clears throat> so obviously I got something I got to do while I'm still here. And I, I really want to figure it out. No lie. Man, that's definitely enough to motivate you to be like, why am I still here? But I want to figure it out. I ain't trying to fight it no more. Because at that point, you know, you, you underwent the necessary treatment that was recommended to you to extend your life. And, you know, this hits you and just basically like, damn. I mean... I done chose to live. Now I'm now they try now COVID tried to take me. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. And it's funny because at one point I didn't care if I lived or died. Really I didn't care if I lived. I didn't really want to. I was okay with dying. Some days I would pray to die. 
because I was just not in a place. I just wasn't in the right mind state or whatever, I guess. But it's like I could have. Like, it's, it means it's different with it's like I could have died twice. You know what I'm saying? And I could have died recently. And I could have died quietly, too. Because I flatlined. I was already gone. I didn't have to... Nothing had to happen to me. I was I was gone already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could have stayed gone. Yeah. And I didn't. You know, it's, it's moments like that. You know, moments like hell. You know, what I went through, which is... Shit, like, I couldn't even compare, you know, you literally is fighting for your life, literally, you know, I was fighting for my quality of life, you know, but, you know, we pulled through, you know, somehow, and, you know, I feel like there's definitely a, a, a higher being, a, a whether a higher order, I, I hate to put it on, I guess, the one God, you know, I always look at God as like the president of the universe or some shit, you know, but the universe, you know, has to put things in order and pass it and then it gets to God's desk or whatever and then stamps and say it shall be, you know, it shall be passed, you know. I look at it like a governmental thing, that's just, that's just how the, the universe works in my mind, you know, you have to put out... You know, basically, when you put out a prayer, it's like, you know, asking for a bill to be passed, you know, and, and then you basically, you know, wait on it, and wait on it, and it's going through committee and all that shit, and then you finally get your prayer, because God had to get, it had to pass through all these processes in the universe to get to God so he could bless you, and then... Yeah. When it comes to shit like saving your life, he got executive power on that shit. He don't need the Congress of the, of the universe to say, I want to save him. He can just do that shit on his own, just like a government would. He's like, he has certain powers, like, you know, he's not on that list yet. So, send him back. You know, the only one thing I, I wish I knew, if I don't know, it's fine, but I just wish I knew, like, what decision, like, what made him just be like, you know what? I'm gonna save him again. I saved him last time, but I'm gonna do it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, paper come to his death saying that Michael Flatline. What do you wanna? What do you wanna do? Do you wanna welcome him home, or do you wanna wake him up? Was it a, eh, wake him up? Was it a, eh, I still, I still, I still got stuff that I want him to do and there's things that he wants to do, which he doesn't know that it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, because God knows everything, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like saying he doesn't know these things are going to happen. And it's meant for him, it's meant for it to happen. So I'm gonna wake him up. It's not time yet. 
and just put a snap of the finger, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Without knowing why, I'm. I just know I'm back. I didn't even know I was going to be, to be perfectly honest. You know. Right. So I mean, you look at all that, and it's like, well, I was chosen, so. See what this life thing got to offer. Yeah. So many people didn't make it on the other side. I'm still here, so there's obviously a reason. Right. I don't, you know, I don't even, I remember, you know, when I, whenever I flatlined, I quit, I guess. I don't remember much. I don't, I remember seeing I don't remember nobody talking to me. I don't remember seeing. You know how people, when people die, they say they they see a pearly gates and all that other stuff, and they see a white light. I don't know what I saw. I saw something, but I can't remember what I saw. I didn't see. It's not like I saw heaven or the gate. I didn't see that. I didn't. I, I, I saw a light, like a white light. But then I saw the white light that came right back. It was kind of like peeping through a hole. Yeah. And then. And it's like peeping through like a hole, like as if you're looking outside your door. You yeah. went through that little peephole to see who outside there, though. Yeah. It was kind of like that. And then all of a sudden, I got sucked back to life. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was. And I don't. It's, I, I vaguely remember what I saw. I don't I don't remember seeing much. I just remember seeing all white. That's all I remember. I didn't see my dad. I didn't see. I see Regina, I didn't see, I didn't see nobody, I just saw a light, and I wonder in my mind, after that, I was like, is this what people see when they pass away, like, like, when they're gone, gone, is that all they see is a white light, is that it, is that what, is that what the end is, a white light? I remember, um, and and not to get off the subject on on my show favorite show nine one one, the the fire captain he was in such guilt that he accidentally set his building on fire, you know, because he was hiding his habit of being an alcoholic. He had one of those faulty electrical heaters and left it unattended, and it caused the whole building on fire. And then you know. He had to live with that guilt, and I think he tried to drink himself to death. And at one point, he was like fading away, and he saw himself sitting at the dinner table with his family in harmony. And they brought him back to life, and he was like, "No, why did you, why did you bring me back? I was with my family. I, I wanted to be with them. No, put bring me like back. You know, basically, he was dying. You know. And then there was another episode on there." I, I, I guess I always push that show because I like it. It's 
There was a guy who, who was a, paramed- a paramedic. He almost froze to death of hypothermia trying to save a child from a freezing lake. And he saw his mother who had passed away in his dream. And she was giving him cookies and stuff. And she was like, you need to stop doing this. And he's like, what? Stop dying. Like his mother was his conscience telling them to come back to life while he was in a coma. So, I mean, I guess, you know, everybody has a creative vision of what, you know, the end looks like. But you could testify from your personal experience to anybody who's listening that wasn't what you saw you know it was yeah not as sensationalized it was just like it was probably the lights from the surgical room that you were seeing but yeah it could have been that you know it, I never know I I don't know man it's just I'm just happy that I'm here I mean I still get a little depressed and I'm still trying to fight that stuff, you know, but I'm happy I'm here, you know, because I didn't, I mean, deep down inside, I know that I was saying that I didn't care if I died, and sometimes I said I wanted to, but deep down inside, I don't want to die, I'm not ready to go yet. You are under a lot of Stress. You know, it just took a couple of life changing. You know, these are, I guess, what you call life-altering scenarios. You know. Yeah. You really figure out who, who's you, who's important to you, what's important to you, and who are you important to. Yeah, man. Everybody was like worried about me. Just think I didn't think I didn't think I mattered that much. I, I, I knew I mattered to my mom, my sister, my brother, but I didn't think I mattered that much to everybody else. You know. You know, you, you, we always are used to knowing you as being full of life. We even struggling seeing you like this and knowing you, you know, having to go through this. You know, because. Mike, we know, always was able to dance his way and joke his way through everything, and it's just like that was the that was the mask you were wearing for all this time, and that mask came off, and you just don't have the energy to do it no more. You just just want to be Mike, just laid back, you know, smoke with whatever. If you're a girl, you know, play time with whatever. Just Mike. You know, no more, no less. But everything seems yeah. to be showing you that you have a reason to live because you've been through what other people could have went through and come out with a totally different outcome, you know. Some people have strokes and stuff and can't talk and you know, here I am talking to you on this podcast, you know, you you know, spared for a little little congestion, you know, because you're getting over COVID, which took a lot of people out. I mean, you're perfectly clear-headed and able to, to, you know, function for the most part. So, yeah, I mean, that Yes, yeah, I could be crippled. I could not talk, be able to talk. I'd be 
I don't I don't really know what happens when people flatline. I don't know if they come back like home or not. But I came back home. You know? Yeah, I think it's just the stubbornness in your in your blood, you know. But I, I basically feel like I've heard the story of, of COVID from the news, and I heard stories just like yours, you know. I even heard stories of people who died. Unfortunately, they were older people, but they had a fighting spirit, too. And when I heard the news, and my sister answered the phone, and I didn't know what to think. Like, damn, bro. Rona got him this late in the game? for fuck? 2023. Ain't we done with this shit, man? I thought we supposed to be, you know. But, you know. It is what it is, but like I say, uh, another year. Get to see what the fuck. You know. Made it to C36. Yeah. yeah. Get over I don't think I'm gonna complain about that no more. Cause I, 35 could have been where I ended. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't. My thing about getting old, like a lot of people, feel like I'm wasting my youth. You know, with worrying and stuff like that. Like the thing about it is. People forget I had a social life. Even, you know, before the pandemic and stuff that was kind of on downturn, it just kind of got boring. It was the same people, same music, you know. It wasn't really, it wasn't really jumping, jumping. The, the environments and stuff had changed. I was slowly, like, fading away from it anyway. And then the pandemic came. Everything shut down. Now the pandemic is, you know, over in Texas because you know they wanted to open shit up. They ain't never wanted to shut shit down. Period. So, you know, people is out. You know, people is anxious to get out now, and I just, I just don't share that anxiety. It was like, shit. I still ain't ready to fucking just be out there like that. I don't even feel comfortable being out with no mask on. You know now. People just so carefree now, and like you know, like it, it's it's kind of like to me, the Rona is like a horror movie, and everybody assumes that the killer is dead, but the killer is just waiting to come back stronger. While everybody got lax, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Michael Myers or some shit. And maybe uh, I take it that that heavily, you know. But like I say, you a living example. Of, you know, people still can catch it, and it still could be devastating. You know, if your immune system ain't right. But I mean, but you, you know, just be careful out there, y'all. <laughs> yeah. For real. That's why I don't really like 
fucking around, you know. <laughs> if I could, if I could lighten the mood a little bit, Mike, uh, I, I feel like you needed to get that off your chest, but I ain't want to cut you short if you feel like you had more to give on that. That was pretty, that was pretty um, heavy shit. I'm just happy that I'm alive, bro. That I, that I can, that I'm able to even tell somebody how I got through that COVID stuff, like, because I've never got it before. So this is my first time catching it. So. Well, and I was before, uh, but... the thing is, I was always afraid. I was like, bruh, I can't catch COVID. Like, I was telling my homeboys, like, bruh, you be going places without a mask. And I can't catch COVID because it'll take me out, bruh. I'm a diabetic, bruh. It's detrimental to my health. And, you know, I said that shit, bruh, but I didn't really realize how serious it was. Until catching it and going through what I went through. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it just woke you up a little bit on what you need to do, you know. Maybe everybody ain't got the same requirement for the immune system, but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, you know, I, I mean, I am extra cautious because well, I got my own issues with catching you know, colds and stuff like that. So I, I just don't like the uncomfortability of it because I know I still have to work. I still have to take care of my mom and what she needs to do. And I just like, you know, basically feel like people in general don't really be looking out for their health as well as they should. And they'll be wanting to go out and party, knowing they got a, a scratchy throat and all of that, drinking out of everybody's cup, touching everything and all that. Next thing you know, you know, everybody got sick off of one night and stuff like that because one person was too selfish to stay home. And I, I just, I'm just sick of that type of mentality in people where it's like, you know, <laughs> cooties. <laughs> I mean, like fucking cooties is back now. In my older age, I, I believe in cooties, you know, like, a lot of these women out here, they just be partying, being up under a lot of men, you know, now, some of these women, I'm not gonna say all women, I never say nothing like that, but the women that I, I, I'll say the women that I'm close to, the women that I'm close to, don't be as cautious about the shit, because it's like, they never had a choice to... To be honest, like they still had to go to work and they still had to do this and that and deal with family and all that. So it's like, fuck it, I, I done did all of all the stuff now. You know, we should be, you know, if people say we out of it, so I'm gonna act like we out of it. You know, I'm gonna be pretty again. I'm gonna put on my makeup again, so I ain't gotta wear no mask and all this. You know, and I guess you know, I I, I started to have to grow bitter towards society, like. Everybody was so, you know, I wrote a, po a poem about it, but, you know, I don't feel like sharing it right now. But, I mean, basically, it just really made me disgusted in society. Like, y'all really, like, sit up there and let these, these people that got all this money tell you, yeah, go out and spend your money now because the, the pandemic.
pandemic is over. Like, it was just like, it just, to me, I just felt like we should have, we should have did more to, to help people in the height of the pandemic. But we had to, we had to get a new president and all that shit. But, you know, thank God we got another president. Because Trump raggedy ass would have kept our asses fucking all, like, vaccines and shit, you gotta pay like $500 a dose or some shit I don't know how to dock the vaccine but it would have been a profit motive for sure like they wouldn't have gave that shit away like they was giving it away before um but anyway like basically there was so much oh shit I'll pause this uh, right quick Sorry, I was interrupted by a phone call I was trying to catch, which unfortunately had uh, ended this podcast a little prematurely, and Mike actually had to um, go check up on his, uh, what you call it, so, no, he had to go check his messages for a birthday greeting. Sorry about that, y'all. My bestie, she'd be calling at any time, and don't let you call back it's like a one-way call so she may call back I don't know we shall see where this is gonna go but I'm gonna leave this podcast open before I end it so I might just jump right back into the podcast but anyway yeah, that was a lot to take in, y'all, with uh, Mike and his bout with COVID. I still can't believe he survived that shit, but I do believe it because he's Mike. All right, welcome back, y'all. We live. Mike, sorry about that. I had a little personal emergency I had to deal with. Uh, well... I don't know if it's dealt with, but we're going to keep, we're going to try to wrap this podcast up. Damn, I dropped something. I dropped something on the floor. Anyway, um, where we left off was, I'm just talking about, you know, I was like, I was scared of the cooties and stuff, you know, and it's basically like, God damn it. Oh, that wasn't that important. Okay. I keep dropping shit on the floor, but anyway. Um, so I digress. It made me very difficult, you know, I went through some stuff, you know, just trying to get out and stuff and, you know, and (laughs) I mean, basically, um, because my mama has cancer and she has, she relies heavily on me, you know, to be there for her. I don't feel like I could fuck around and get myself caught up in anything anything and it makes it hard for me to have a social life and then with this work schedule by the time I get off it feel like nothing is out there for me but trouble so I don't do nothing because I don't I, I mean I get off too late to do anything productive 
and the only thing that's available for me to do feels like trouble. So I just stay my ass in the house and, you know, smoke my herb, you know, have a good little conversation. I like when, when my friends come visit me every now and then, you know, every now and then I'll go visit my friends at their house, you know, but as far as like going out on the scene, you know, clubbing and dancing and I just don't have you know like I know that there's you know like you know anybody who knows me knows I love bad bitches I love beautiful women you know whatever you know I love like <laughs> like like the song say I love bad bitches that's my fucking problem you know and I still do but it's just like I've seen my share and it's like what else do you got besides I, I know you look good when you come out the house for this particular m- moment but how you look every other day of the of the week you know what I mean or what like you, a Sasquatch or, or you know what I mean like do you have a job you know what I mean do you, do you have like kids how many kids do you got do you got baby daddy bro? you know it's like I walk out and I see a bunch of beautiful women and I just see a bunch of prudential problems that I can be you know coming up against just trying to engage in a relationship with any of these women like what like I don't feel adequate and you know that that what I was talking about uh, in another conversation where we were talking about um, I think we were talking about you know men just don't have the upper hand in dating anymore like we used to because you know it's all about you know, people who know how to get rich quick and scheme and scam their way up into, you know, a good money situation. Or, you know, they just maybe figured out the system a little bit better than we did. And they knew how to how to game their way through whatever system that they was working into so they could get themselves a nice little position. You know, but, I mean, most men now, you know, we don't, they say we don't want to get married because, you know, a lot of men don't have the type of jobs that make you want to build a family. You know, the type of jobs that a man could get now, if you're barely making it on your own, you want to be able to maintain what you got. And then you bring a woman into the mix, she only going to be able to, like, add if she have her own income. But it ain't the type of society where a man can just take a woman in and be a single income earner and then take care of himself, herself, and whatever kids they might bring into the mix, you know. So it's just, it's hard out here for a pimp, like, doing some shit like that, unless you really, really motivated to build that life. Like, unless you unless you're motivated to build that life, unless you believe in those old school values, like, most men in this day and age just don't believe in that shit hard enough to say I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna get married and buy a house because it's like that type of stuff is not accessible to us. You know, right now the American dream for a lot of men is to just you know be able to take care of yourself, maybe meet a nice woman that you could date or whatever, who you enjoy your company, and then y'all might get together, y'all might not. But it's not mandatory. It's not like the natural order of things anymore. It's not like people don't just naturally you know date and get married and then you know all that stuff you know it's very rare that it 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 ends up like that people just date hook up fuck for a little while 
and then get bored with each other or somebody cheat or whatever the case may be. It just it, it just don't end up the way most people expect it to end up. And I think that's just got a lot to do with where society is now. But for as for me and what you deal with, I'm not trying to get sick. I'm not trying to get my mama sick. I'm not trying to get nobody sick. Because <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that, basically. <laughs> I'm telling you that, yeah, the, the, the fight, I'm going to touch on what you was talking about a few minutes ago, and then I'm going to go back to COVID. But, I mean, women these days are different too. Because they have, they, they want to be men so bad act like men and be masculine you know what I'm saying well it's the it's the boss bitch mentality like a boss mentality like I run shit around here because you know like a lot of women in this day and age were raised by single mothers and I'm not trying to put like I'm not trying to be politically nowadays women are raised by social media what Cardi B say what and that's true you know a lot of women Megan Thee Stallion say don't don't have and even if you was like raised in a good household like a lot of women just the influence that you get from entertainment and media and stuff is just is just really you know it's it's really anti-man you know (laughs) like like get this out of a man and leave him leave him you know it's like get as much as you can out of a man and then leave him a shell of his former self you know it's like just take him for what he got and then and then the, leave his ass in the dirt you know and I know it's kind of like and it, and you know wait before you say that and I know I know what most women would say most women would say well men do it to us I mean <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But nowadays, men don't even get a chance to do that to y'all. Because it doesn't matter if a man is good or bad. Most women want to take a man for what he worth and then leave him high and dry. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I think it really was kind of like started with that Steve Harvey shit, think like a man type shit, and you know a lot of women took that to heart. Like, but Steve Harvey then been in seven divorces or whatever, seven marriages. I don't know how people take their social cues from a person who can't live by an example of what they telling everybody else to. But that's just my personal opinion. Well, I mean, maybe people think that advice because. <laughs> He's been in so many failed marriages. He must know something. I guess that's how people look at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's been through so much, so he should know. Maybe he know what he's talking about. You know? Right. But back to his COVID stuff. I mean, my mama got COVID right now like you know what I'm saying but she just got the coughs and the sniffles she didn't get she didn't go through what I went through you know what I'm saying so 
I'm just happy that she's she's okay and she didn't have to go through what I went through yeah she's older yeah I remember that so I mean for all intents and purposes I know um, they say that no parent wants to bury a child and I think you're no exception she wasn't ready to do that and I thank God wasn't ready to make her go through that because I think if they, if, if it would have to dig your grave they'd have to dig too unfortunately because I don't know if your mama would have been able to handle that but you know uh, I hope Aunt Brenda's doing okay we don't always see eye to eye person but that's still my auntie I still you know want what's best for my family and I hope she pulled through and, and get to back to who she was, you know, for, for you and for everybody that need her to be there. So, uh, yeah, y'all. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, man, I mean, that's real. Like, you know, you don't have many fam- much family in this world and you don't have many people that look out for you. And it's like, at the end of the day, who is there for you? I know she's there for you and, and even when you don't want to be you still be there for her yeah, that's what well. love is that's 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 what love is and I'm trying to learn how to love in a way that maybe I don't necessarily benefit from you know it's like the only benefit is knowing that the other people that I'm dealing with you know, know I have that their best interests at heart for anything I do, but at the same time, they know I won't sacrifice myself for their interests, but I do love them and then I'll do whatever I can within my resources, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's how I kind of look at the, the relationship I have with friends, male, female, or otherwise, you know, like, especially the ones that can be sexual the women I feel like I don't feel like there should be any form of like you owe me something because I did you a favor type thing it's just like if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna just do the shit and if you want you want you know slide me a little kitty on the side for my my trouble good if not I'm just glad that you took care of you know and if I can function from that type of mentality you know I feel like that's the best way to, to really sustain your relationships because you you know boundaries and shit. You know, you don't go too far out your way for nobody and you don't expect nobody to go too far out of their way for you. But when you know that you need them to come through for you, they're going to come through for you and otherwise. Yeah. And they wouldn't ask you to sacrifice yourself. You know, if they feel like it was gone, put you out of your way. You know, just like it's a little personal emergency. I'm, I'm still like on standby for my bestie if she need, if she call me and say I need you. But I, if I don't hear nothing else, I figure she gonna either accept it. You know, huh? I say you figure she good. And if she not good, I'll hear about it tomorrow. We'll, 
or we won't be besties no more. I mean, I just have to, you know, just like I remember with you and, and Chris, you know, y'all fell out for a moment, but y'all always love each other. It was never nothing more than just misunderstanding. Yeah, it's hard to throw away a 20-year friendship. And that's the thing I'm saying. I I, I don't completely stay by myself because you do need a friend sometime, but I don't need a lot of friends. I mean, you need one or two. My circle, like, so small, it's a dot, <laughs> you know, but... Yeah, he said my circle so small is a dot. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, you know, I just don't like to keep too many people and what's got much going on because it's like, well, what can you really do about it except listen? And then if you listen, what can you really do about it except look at your situation and say, damn, I got it better, I got it worse than that. I mean, there's only so much venting you can do to friends. That's why I go to a therapist once a week. But, you know, that shit helps a lot. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's definitely, you know, to be valued, you know. Your overall health, mental, physical, and emotional, you know, in order, you know, all that shit need to be in order. To, to, buy, to just to fight back these damn diseases now, you just so happen to get yourself in order so the disease couldn't take you down because you had already got your, yourself in order before it came if you wouldn't have had yourself in order it might have been a different result I think it might have been different if you just was already in that, uh, that old mentality but you got in a new mentality and you was like oh, I'm going to test this I'm going to make sure you're really real about living <laughs> I know right I think about that. I wonder if he was testing me. Oh, you sure you want to die? Let me let me let you feel it one more. Let me feel let you feel it one good time. Again. Like you show you want to die? I'm gonna show you. Yeah. You saw it, you felt it, and it was like, nah, I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, nah, I don't think I'm. I think I'm good on that. I think I'm gonna stop saying that so much. Like, like you, it's like saying something crazy. Like, I want to get a tattoo on my dick, and you see that one dude that took that decision. Just, just so happened you walking in there, and he, you, you hear somebody in the back screaming out of pain because they keep saying it hurts and it's like I gotta finish you, you ain't gonna have a complete tattoo now I gotta finish and you like you know what I don't want that tattoo now <laughs> yeah I'm good on that <laughs> it's, it's like literally get like getting a tattoo on your dick it's like once you once you choose that road it's like you kinda gotta stick with it and it's like God said you know no no, my child, I, I don't want that road for you. And I'm going to make sure you value your life as much as everybody else. Yeah. So I, I guess you are a child of God. Let's see here.
So anyway, um, I'm getting a message from my bestie. So yeah, um, I'm gonna see what this personal emergency is about. Anything you want to say before you go, Mike? I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. We almost at an hour. Nah, I'm good, man. Thank you for letting me share my little story, bro. Yeah, man. Thank we... you for wishing me a happy birthday, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'd be celebrating with you with, you know, some herbs or something, but, you know, limited resources, but you can't smoke anyway, because, yeah, you got to get your lungs clear first. Anyway, I hope everybody out there is happy and healthy. Have a happy weekend. Um, Mike, get better. You go handle your business with your bestie. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned, y'all. We'll see what the next episode bring. I'm going to have, like, an episode on top of an episode because I just did one, and then I'm going to do this one after that. And it's going to be the special Mike birthday celebration. <laughs> you funny. All right. All right. We out, y'all.